Foundation Mortgage is an equal housing opportunity. NMLS 1387311. License number 125388. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Foundation Mortgage Podcast. We hope this adds value to your home buying process. If you like this episode, make sure you share it with your friends and your family, and most importantly, social media. Thanks so much. We look forward to the opportunity to doing business with you in the future. Now let's get to today's episode. Hey, real quick, before we get into today's episode, do us a favor. Make sure you check out our website at fmloans.com. Right on the home screen, whether you're purchasing or refinancing, hit the Get Started button. It'll take you step-by-step on what to do to work with Foundation Mortgage. And if you have a question, make sure you call 865-392-5450. Thanks, and let's get to today's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Foundation Mortgage Podcast. This is your host, Lane. Hope you are, if you're listening to this and or you're watching it on the YouTube channel, thank you so much for joining with us today. We are in the third week of April, and this is, I believe, episode six. Nick, welcome back to, you were on episode three. Welcome back to this episode where, man, there's a lot going on in the market right now. Yeah, sure is. <laughs> and you you are, uh, you're at the head of it with interest rates and, and mortgage rates. I bet you're getting questions, emails, phone calls like crazy right now, aren't you? Yeah, it's a bit of a crazy time, you know. It's uh it's a different market than we've we've seen before and uh but markets go in cycles. So, you know, we're inevitably going to see things repeat somewhat of what they've done in the past. Perfect. Well, before we jump into the day to today's episode, if you are following us on Facebook or Instagram, thank you so much. If you're not, make sure you go over and give us a follow. We are uploading a ton of content that is helpful for you in your home buying process, whether you're a loan officer or a realtor. And then if you are not subscribed on the YouTube channel, make sure you hit the subscribe button. And we have some uh, to, we have some good videos on there too that will help you during the home buying process. So with that, you know, I think today's episode is going to be really important because when you hear that the interest rates are going up, and again, I think it's really awesome that I get to sit here in this chair because I get to hear everything, see everything, and I'm not in your world. So I hear a ton of things like, is this another 2008? Is this another 2008? Interest rates are rising. So today's episode is really going to be geared towards why is this different from 2008? What makes it different? And then kind of coming out of it, what is um, the future hold. So with that, you were in the yeah, mortgage I've, business in 08, right? I, I lived through that. <laughs> <laughs> so explain that just a little bit, what what that was like, I guess. So uh, leading up to 2008, uh, so, and, you know, you could say things started to really boil over in 2007, okay? But but that market was completely finance-driven, okay? Um, and to, to look at how did we even lead up to such a house of cards that we had uh, that finally collapsed in 2008. Um, It was, uh, well, number one, and we kind of saw this going through uh, your pre-qualification, we verify everything, I mean, down to the T, okay? Um, Everything needs to be verified, double verified, triple verified. Income we verify seven times. Do in the really? loan process, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Seven times. I didn't know that. Uh, so um, uh, prior to the crash, uh, on a lot of loans, we didn't verify income at all. Uh, so, yeah, and, and it just was not a requirement. 
and, and even the agencies, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, I mean, the very top, you know, the um, what one would consider a paper, you know, really good credit and everything. Well, we had uh, what was called a stated income loan, okay, where someone just states their income. Uh, so, yeah, I make this much. Great. Sounds good. Here's the loan. Uh, so I can see a lot of holes in that. So, yeah. So, it, you know, it started with the stated incomes. Um, and, you know, as the market kept increasing, um, it got harder and harder to finance buyers. So the lending products and the guidelines kept loosening and loosening and loosening to attract more and more people. And so at the end, um, it was you know, one day out of bankruptcy, we get you financed. Uh, 500 credit score, we can get you financed. No income, no verification of a job, we can get you financed. And um, it's amazing, you know, in today's day and age, how is that even possible? Was that going on for a, a, all the way leading up to 2008? Was it all stated income leading up to that time period? No, it, it kind of, um, as the market kept rising and it kept getting more and more difficult to support the house of cards um it's kind of like a like a like a ponzi scheme almost okay it's like you got to keep the money coming in to keep the whole thing going well it was it was you know uh, similar to that where the the industry the the mortgage industry the uh real estate industry uh even wall street everybody was kind of tied into this and it was having to loosen the guidelines to keep buyers coming in so it didn't crash well inevitably you can only loosen so much and and you know then you see the inevitable crash with that so um two really big things huge differences between this market and that market we didn't verify income on a lot of loans back then okay and also most of these loans didn't have down payment requirements so you're not verifying income Nobody has skin in the game. They're not putting any money down. Well, if that house price goes down by, I don't know, 5%, okay, or, or you can't make the payment or you don't want to make the payment, well, you just mail the keys back to the lender. You're not, you didn't lose anything. You take a hit to your credit, okay, but you had no money invested in the first place. So you take the whole country, okay, and, and you put that in a big pot and how many people had no equity, they had no skin in the game, they really couldn't afford the place to begin with. And that was when you saw the, the crest and then the crash on the other side. Um, and a big part of that was because people just didn't have equity in the house. It was nothing for them, no skin off their back at that point, to just, to just let the house go into foreclosure, okay? Because they weren't losing anything financially because they didn't have anything invested in the first place. So you look at this market in comparison, we are at record levels of equity in people's houses. Correct. Okay. I mean, it's amazing to see how much houses have gone up in the last two, three years. Okay. Really the last two years. Well, let me, let me ask you this question because this is something I've been curious to know. With the equity in people's houses, from your standpoint, do you think that that equity is the new floor? In other words, are the home values just going to stay there or do you think home values will – because I've heard it both ways. Does that make sense? Yeah. So – and this is really – this is a very difficult thing to say. Where uh, – when are the – when's this rise, okay, this tremendous rise in, in home equity that we've had? Where's the end of it? Where does it really start to slow down? Well, I, I don't think – you know, maybe we're starting to hit that level now. I don't think we've quite gotten there yet. But – Inevitably, what will happen is interest rates will rise high enough, okay, 
to where it will slow down price appreciation. Okay. I don't know where that level is right now. You could say we're probably mid fives interest rates uh, and climbing. Maybe that's mid sevens uh, to where prices really stabilize. It's just we're, we're not there yet, uh, but we will get there uh, and we're, we're getting there pretty fast. So um, and that's where we're going to see it. We're not going to see a crash like in 2008, though. OK, because walk people off the ledge uh, because you hear that. You literally hear that all the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, just to. to OK, so. It, let's talk about the psychology of this, right? So, so if you own a house and you, know, you bought it for two hundred thousand three years ago, okay, and it's worth three hundred fifty thousand today um, or more, that sounds crazy, but that's a pretty good estimate of what that house is probably worth. Well, um, if you got into any kind of financial trouble and you were having a hard time making your payment, you would do absolutely everything possible to retain that asset because you got so much equity; you're not going to lose it and uh, let's say worst case scenario, you cannot make the payment anymore. Okay. Well, you sell the house and you get the equity out. You don't mail the keys back to the lender. There's a ton of money in that house. And then you're going to bail yourself out in a sense. So uh, whereas in 2008, there was no equity in people's houses. So you go sell your house. Well, it doesn't sell. Okay. Well, we don't have that problem in this market. Okay. So, so that's where we get this just overall stabilization in the economy is that this housing market, you could say it's a bit inflated. And I would agree with that, but it's not built on a house of cards. That makes that, that, that explanation makes so much sense. And so what would you say for the person that's listening to this, that, you know, if they have that equity in their house and they, um, they don't quite know what they're what the market's going to do. Whether it's going to crash, whether the interest rates are going to go to seven percent. Like, if you're on the phone with someone because this is a mortgage podcast and you talk to people all the time, what would you tell someone if they're just wanting to get the equity out of their house and because they're afraid that the market will crash? What will you, what, how do you talk them through that? So um, there's uh, really the, the main reason we see people taking equity out of their house right now, um, or, or I guess you could say two main reasons. One is to, to take equity out to pay off other debt, okay, or to create a cushion. Uh, and the other is to do renovations on the house, okay, to, to make the house better. And maybe, maybe you'd, what you'd ideally want to do is just buy another house, but that's, you know, that's hard to do right now. So, so the alternative is to is to take equity out. Of but your you house. go to an apartment; it costs more to rent an apartment. Right, right. Oh. Um, so, uh, so I mean, we're just at this part, uh, this time in the market, which is which is difficult to you know. We're just we're getting through it. Um, so, uh, we have some really good ways to access equity in houses. So, um, one is a home equity line of credit. Okay. Um, now, home equity line of credit, generally speaking, is a variable interest rate. So that's a little scary right now with rates going up. Because uh, if you take a loan that's variable, well, that can change on you. Okay. And it's we'll say it's going to change. It's going to go higher. That's what um, all the estimations are saying. So, and the other is to do a fixed rate loan uh, where you access the equity through a cash out refinance. Um, and that's really the product that we specialize in. And we can go up to 80% of the house's current value. Uh, so, uh, you know, you can access, everybody's got a lot of equity that they can access in the house to, to create a cushion if they're worried, uh, or to do renovations, uh, or to, to pay off other high interest rate debt, which is, and the, the newest numbers that came out on credit cards were, again, in 
you know, we're, we're racking up our credit cards again. And people are turning to spending on credit cards, which much better to use the equity in the house just to use that for expenses rather than go on a credit card with 30% interest rate or, yeah. or whatever some of the, the interest rates are. So kind of tying it back in, coming back in, um, what would you tell people that they're saying the housing market's going to crash, the bubble's going to burst? Like, Nick, first off, you are on the news. You're going to be on the news tomorrow. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> so, tomorrow morning. Yeah, tomorrow morning. <laughs> so today is Tuesday. The Is today the 19th? Today's the 19th, right? 19th, yeah. yeah. So I actually spoke with um, the gentleman that came and filmed the segment. So if you're interested in the segment, if you don't catch it tomorrow morning on 420, then you can go on WBIR Channel 10's website. He's going to make a clip of it on there. So if you're listening to this and you want to go check that out and watch the clip from Nick, you can do that as well, or you can check it out in the morning. But if people are listening to this, you know, because I've, I mean, I've heard some from, some from realtors that say, well, we just don't know if it's going to burst. It's going to burst. Like, your professional opinion, it's not going to. It's it's not going to burst. So um, a, in, a big part of this cycle that we're in now is actually created from 2008. Okay, so, um, you know, that was, that was really a bubble bursting in real estate like we've never seen before. And, well, we never saw the loose guidelines that allowed it to happen. Okay, so that was the reason for it. Um, but what happened after that was it was so devastating in real estate. Uh, that builders stopped building, okay, for years. A lot of builders were just completely wiped out, too, uh, to where they couldn't build. I mean, their their businesses were just devastated. So um, over that period of time, the country grew. Our population grew, okay? There was household formina- uh, formations, and but there was no new inventory being created for three, four years. Uh, so now that we're on the backside of that, we just don't have enough inventory, okay? So, and uh, the latest projections say that we have, you know, four or five years to really get to the point where we have enough inventory. Uh, so now, and this is where the genius of American innovation comes in. Are we going to get there faster than four or five years? Probably. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Elon Musk has got something up his sleeve. <laughs> uh, but but the, the free market will control this inventory. Uh, but uh, the fact that we didn't build houses for so long is now causing the issue that we have in inventory. So, so in that sense, I don't see a bubble bursting because there's just too many people and not enough houses. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I think Simple uh, supply and demand. I think Elon, if he has anything to do with it, he's in the news every single day, it seems like. <laughs> Jeez. Well, we'll hear about it on Twitter, right? Yeah, on Twitter now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, anything you want to leave the listeners with in regards to 2008 versus now? I think you've done a phenomenal job, um, you know, touching on kind of where we are, where we were in 2008, where we're going now. I think this is perfect unless you want to add anything else. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would just say, you know, people that have been through that situation in 2008 and, and, and how devastating it was, I mean, it was really uh, extremely difficult for a lot of people. Uh, this is different. Uh, this this feels different. Everything about it's different. The fundamentals of our economy are much stronger uh, than they were back then. And uh, in the housing market, particularly, the big one is the really big one is people that have equity in the house. You know, people have money that that house that they invested in, and and even today, people that are buying the house, investing in house today, that's a, a phenomenal investment. It, and it doesn't look like there's anything that's going to happen anytime soon to have that investment go sour on them. It still looks like a phenomenal investment, even at higher rates. 
Amazing. Nick, thank you so much for this. This is absolutely perfect. I hope this gets in the hands of people during the home buying process and people just so everyone can get more clarification on what is happening. If you are following us on Facebook, Instagram, make sure you do. This is going to come out on, I think, Friday morning, the 22nd. So with that, happy weekend if you're listening to this and the YouTube channel. Thanks so much, Nick. See you next time. See you. Don't hit X. Hey, we have a huge favor to ask. If you like this episode and it found to be valuable in your home buying process, do us a favor. Go give us a five-star review and a comment on Apple Podcast. It would really mean a lot to us. If you think this would be helpful to your family and your friends, share it on your Facebook. Share it on your Instagram. Thanks so much for giving us your time today. We'll talk to you soon.